appropriate and more than appropriate, necessary, as we close out 2023 by God's grace, what might be something, one thing in particular that would hopefully be something that all of us would agree would be vastly important to our spiritual life? Let me introduce it this way. All the things that we love and protect and value the most, we guard them. And our country and our world has many means of doing it. Um, we have insurance on the things that we put a lot of value into or on. We have security. We have it for our children. We have locks on our cars, our doors, our safes. I mean, we have all kinds of alarms that go off if anyone gets close or tries to take anything that we value. We have video cameras that watch and make sure that no one even can get close, if possible, to anything or anyone that we love. And we have all that, and we have all that security and safety and protection because it demonstrates how much we value it. There's a scripture in the Bible that says that we should guard our hearts, for from them, our hearts meaning, flow the issues of life. I want to challenge you in 2024 that you would make it a priority to guard your heart. If you have your Bibles, you can learn, you can look there with me. But in John 13, if you just want to listen, it's fine. It's the Last Supper, and the Lord has gathered the disciples in the upper room. And in John 13, in verse, two, or verse 1, it says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, and that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own, who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Listen to this next verse. And supper being ended, meaning the Passover... The devil, having already, and here's the phrase, put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. The devil put it into his heart. I looked up that phrase, put it into his heart. You know, it's used seven times in Scripture. Um, obviously, the one about Judas in John 13. It's used five times positively, twice negatively, the first two times it's used is in the book of Nehemiah, and Nehemiah says, I didn't tell anybody what the Lord or God had put into my heart to do at Jerusalem. He says that in chapter 2, verse 12, and chapter 7, and verse 5. Acts 7, 23 records this when Moses decided that he was going to deliver Israel by God's grace and by God's authority. He says, it came into his heart that he would visit his people. And that just means he doesn't have a cup of tea. He's going to visit them, meaning he's going to be the one God uses to deliver them out of bondage. 2 Corinthians 8.16 says, Paul says that God put it into Titus's heart to have the same care for the Corinthians that he did. Revelation 17.17, one of the negative ones, says that God put it in their hearts, meaning lost people who followed the beast, to do his purposes. I read all those verses this week, including the one about the table where Judas sat with Jesus on that night like we are this evening. I read all of them and I said, you know, they're very positive by and large, but there's some negative ones in there. But I found this, that God can put things in people's hearts who are unbelievers and he can put things in the hearts of believers. Satan can put it into the hearts of unbelievers but see, his ability in that way is limited. 
But God, he's sovereign over all of heart, all hearts, including everyone in this room. But can I tell you this? That truth does not eliminate your personal responsibility and accountability to guard your heart. I read the account, and I've read it many times. And you know the triclinium table that's like a U, and there was the guest of honor by Jesus that night, and Judas was that man. He sat at the place of honor at Jesus' table, and Jesus knew that Judas would betray him. And what the crazy thing is, is it says, while he sat at the table, all the way through the table, all the way through the Passover, all the significance that Jesus adds to it, he sat there. When Jesus went and washed the disciples' feet, even though Jesus says, you were all clean, you were clean, but not all of you, he sat there through all of that, and I wrote down in my notes, Judas experienced the table and the towel of Jesus and still had Satan in his heart. That's a thought, isn't it? Did you know you could take the table, you could come to church, You could have Jesus himself serve you and tell you the meaning of his death on the cross. And it means nothing. It doesn't move you. For Judas, his heart was already gone. All you have to do is read a little further in John 13 and verse 27. And you'll know this. That the Bible said that Satan moved him to go and betray Jesus. I don't know all the ins and outs, and I've studied it for quite a while, this phrase. And it comes to my mind that it might mean this, that God and Satan don't put original thoughts that they have that you don't have in your heart. But see, every time this little phrase, put it in your heart, is used, it always includes an action that the heart of the person has the thought put into. And what I take that to mean is, Here's what God does and Satan does. They take the, hearts, the thoughts already in your heart and they use them to move you and, and to push you to do purposes. None of that excludes your responsibility. But you know what it does mean? It means you'd better do everything in God's power and grace to guard your heart because God's not the only one trying to put things in it. I wrote a second thing down. I said, first of all, about Judas, he experienced the table and the towel of Jesus, but he still had Satan in his heart. But can I encourage you tonight? Jesus experienced denial and betrayal and crucifixion and still had God in his heart. Can I tell you tonight, that can be us. By the grace of God, I pray that it would be us. Not just tonight, as we come to this table, but through all of 2024, that we would make it a priority in our families and in our lives that God has all of my heart. Isn't that the Shema? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. May it be what we do this year, but it will not happen by osmosis. It won't happen accidentally. It will happen intentionally because anyone who guards anything does it on purpose. It takes planning, it takes time, it takes money, and it takes effort. If you're going to guard your heart this year, so God's the one and not Satan putting things into it, you will have to do it on purpose. And that will mean much prayer 
much Bible reading and studying and memorizing and much of being in God's house with God's people because you can't do it alone. Judas was alone and he failed. Peter had a community and he came back from it. That can be you. That could be me. I pray tonight as we look at this, as we come to this table together, that while you have time, as the elements are passed, that you'll think this, oh God, go further deep than the outside of me tonight. Go inside of me. Touch my heart. Move in my heart through your word. Help me to guard my heart that the only thing that's in it is you. We're going to give thanks for the bread that the Lord recognizes or represents the Lord's body for us. Gentlemen, if you'll stand, we'll do that. I'll ask James LaRiche to give thanks for the body that was broken for us. Thank you, Lord, Father God, for your grace and mercy towards us. Thank you for the reminder tonight as we uh, gather here at the table uh, to be reminded to guard our hearts, Lord. Uh, we thank you for the sacrifice that was made on the cross, your blood that was shed. And as we look forward to the new year, Lord, and uh, coming together at this table is even more significant. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, and thank you for the fellowship that we have with each other. And we pray for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. On that night, Jesus told his disciples, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. On that night also, he gave the cup. Gentlemen, if you'll stand. I'm going to ask Tim Raybert to give thanks for the shed blood of our Savior. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for uh, sending your son uh, to die for our sins, Lord. We thank you for that shed blood. Um, within it is the hope of all the world. Lord, we just thank you for that it's set there at the, on the mercy seat right now. Mm-hmm. Father, we thank you for um, the, just uh, all, that, the, all that you've given to us, Lord. We just pray that you'll help us to uh, continually live in light of the, your shed blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we thank you for it. In Lord Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Also on that night, the master told his disciples, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Drink from it, all of you. One of the ways that you can show that you don't have the heart of Judas, because Judas was all about the money. But Jesus, he had a different kind of heart. He was all about the people. You get to show that tonight in our offering. Our deacon's offering, as you know, helps people inside of our ministry and often even outside of our ministry. And so tonight I pray that you'd give with the heart of Jesus to bless others. Gentlemen, if you'll stand, we'll give God thanks.
Father, how can we not give? You have given us the greatest gift of all. A gift we could never earn, merit, or favor. We could never, ever be deserving. But you gave it to us, full and free. So Lord, we are so full tonight. We want to overflow by giving to others. You have opened our hearts, and now I pray that you would open our hands, that we might bless others. And through this, perhaps, even so, others might come to know you as well. And we'll thank you for this first blessing in Jesus' name. Amen.